Welcome to the Fit Femme Project Alignment Podcast. It is here that we cultivate and gather all who have been through it in fitness, relationships, careers, lifestyle changes, and unforgettable crucial life pivots trying to achieve their most sovereign selves. We're here to provide you with thought-provoking, detailed stories and information from truly fascinating men and women from all walks of life, professions, generations, and modern-day sagas who speak to their rawest, darkest moments that made them the strong, decisive, humble, helpful, healing people that they are today. We ask them to hold nothing back because life is a multi-dimensional pursuit to be stronger, healthier, and more aligned mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let's go. Hey, FFP fam, welcome back. Today, we have a very special treat for you. We are getting to know Coach Lindsay Black of the FitFem Project. She has her bachelor's in dietetics and nutrition. She is also a certified PT and sports nutritionist with a NASM level two CrossFit trainer. Hi. Oh, and she's a minister. Hi. Hi. It's me. How are you today? <laughs> How are you doing? What's going on? Excellent. It's Thursday. It's a kind of like a day off for me, semi, meaning I don't have check-ins. I still do other fit femmy things. I shot a lot of content today. Ooh. Excited about that. I updated your programming today. You did? When do I start? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. You'll have a sore butt. Okay, that's really great. <laughs> I what? You're going to have a sore butt tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because I just did the leg workout yesterday and I'm really sore today. And I purposely skipped, not skipped, but I wanted to do, because I knew I was going to change, you were going to change up my workout. So I was like, maybe if I delay the really ugly leg workout that I won't have to do it. (laughs) Good job. Well played. I know you're like, you idiot. Because <laughs> I don't know what's coming. We're going a different direction. We're going to focus a little bit more on strength than um, just splits. So it's going to be fresh. It's going to be new. It's going to be fab, just like you. I'm excited to switch it up. I actually <clears throat> have a small confession to make. Remember when I told you I did the 200 pound box squat? Yeah. It's a lie. Why? Because <laughs> I, I did my math wrong. <laughs> Understandable. Math is so hard. It's so hard. And I was bragging about it to Mark. I was like, guess what? I did this awesome thing. He goes, oh, that's cool. And he started to kind of do the math in his head because he knows that the Smith machine bar is only 25 pounds. And I was like, yeah. Then I put this plate on, that plate on. He goes, that was only 185. I'm like, oh. Okay, so jumping in here to say um, you could do 200. Like when I was watching that, I was very proud of you, but I was like, always like, come on. It should be sort of hard to stand up. <laughs> right? That's where I'm at today. But but not. <laughs> I, did, I did the box squats yesterday, but the bench that I use is um, not quite 90 degrees. So I was like, I'm just going to do regular squats. So I did regular 165 squats. Oh, yeah. And my abs are so sore. I yeah. thought I was going to wake up with a six pack. 
<laughs> oh, yes, for sure. But that just, you know, and like, please bookmark this, put captions on it. So I can use it when people are like, why don't you program me very much apps? <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why. Because I program you a lot of strength stuff and they're, they're, they're a stabilizer muscle. So if you are, you know, doing compound movements, maybe the abs getting got, we're not worried. It's like the same reason I don't program you any forearm workouts. Like they're in there. Yeah. I'm not about to, you know, do the curl. <laughs> That's so dumb. Anyway, not to talk about me. <laughs> Although that would be a great segment. Yes. I, I'm also <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's dive in a little bit. So I actually don't know much about your back history, aside from what I've seen on Instagram, like the stories you've posted and the little bits, tidbits that I've heard here and there. So this is actually new to me too, along with everybody listening. So yay, I get to learn more about my friend. Um, um, So yeah, so tell me a little bit about like your life before you really dove into this world. Okay, so I have always been different levels of obsessed with fitness and nutrition as it relates to fitness. Um, just even like, that's what my degrees in is dietetics and nutrition. Um, and it would have been straight up kinesiology if my parents hadn't freaked out about spending a lot of money for me to get a degree in PE. <laughs> I loved kinesiology. That was one of my favorite classes. That's not what it is, but you know, that's, that was the, the uproar. Cause at first I was in elementary education and then went into a classroom for student teaching and was like, LOL. No. <laughs> had to do the switch rooty tooty, which ended up working out really, really, you know, well for me. I've always worked in my degree. Because straight out of college, I went into um, a, to work for a mainline food distributor. And well, I worked in a hospital for a little bit, also no. Um, and then worked for a food distributor as um, a, a rep. And then I, I taught their serve safe classes where you learn how to handle food safely. Um, and just did that whole thing. But where I started doing it, like, for real, for real, was after... My first daughter was born. So that was in 09. And I had to surprise be a stay-at-home mom. Oh. Because she just, she wasn't, you know, she just had some, she couldn't <clears throat> latch onto a nipple or a bottle nipple, like a boob nipple or a bottle nipple. So there's a lot like syringe <laughs> <laughs> feeding. Um, she was on baby Zantac. It, it was just a whole thing, like switching formulas. Oh, God, she has, like, this horrible rash covering her body. Anyway, just best for the family. Wow. State. So then, she's the problem child? She was. <laughs> but the second one has come along with a leg sweep. <laughs> it has oh. <laughs> That's good. She was actually a really easy baby, so I don't know. Anyway... Um, <laughs> I had to be a stay-at-home mom, and and like I said, just there was a there was a lot of crying 
I just so specifically, like a lot of that's blacked out. <laughs> and, you know, I was 30. Like I was, you know, a thir- I had Bella, older daughter at 30, and then Charlie, younger daughter at 36. Like I'm an old mom. Oh. Like I was prepared. I had, you know, Matt and I had been married for seven years, career down pat. I was doing everything and doing it right. And then just like life does, it's like, ha sucker punch. Now you're a mom. Like, am I? It doesn't seem, that doesn't seem right. But I was. <clears throat> and it was just, it was a high anxiety. Like looking back, like hindsight always is so clear. But super high anxiety. Um, I remember being up all night, you know, not like uh, night vision goggles. You know how they make your eyes look weird? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, so baby yeah. monitors do that. And I remember like laying in my bed, staring at the video monitor and her eyes glowing. I mean, like weird stuff. Like both of us just crying in a rocket chair, like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And now I'm making you probably your, like your uterus contract wanting to have kids so bad. <laughs> You know, I feel like I'm kind of in the same, like, where you're at. Because I didn't know you were 36 when you had your last one. And I'm 32. So that makes me feel better. Like, if I have one, wow, awesome, great. If I don't, then I don't know. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't change that part. That was when I should have had children. Like, 23-year-old me, I shouldn't have even had that cat I had. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Just wasn't. It just wasn't there for me yet, all of the pieces of the puzzle. But um, so, you know, no free time, like literally at home all day, every day. It was just, it was a lot. And so I also had had a really good time being pregnant. We'd waited a long time. And Matt and I, we put on some weight. (laughs) <laughs> I'm grateful for him doing that with me, by the way. Teamwork. Dream. He did it. Oh, yeah. He did it on purpose. <laughs> we found. We were all like. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. Uh, and uh, we just like, we're eating shakies. It's a frozen custard place here. And I was like, oh, mm. I want shakies again. Like we were just being wild. And it had left me. That and I was awesome. It was fun, but um, I had always, like, tummy is where I have always carried any extra LBs that I had, and I really kept them after after I had Bella, um, and then it's like this whole, this whole thing of, it's mommy culture of, it. we laugh about it, like, it's, you laugh about it, and you make light of it, and you um, find people like these little mommy groups for stay at home moms that I joined to be a part of and all this stuff. And it was, ha ha ha, you know, we drink coffee to get through the day. And then at five o'clock we can finally, you know, get through the evenings, those hard evenings with babies with wine. And I really just kind of fell into that. And just was like, Oh, this is what I do now. I'm a stay at home mom. I'm raggedy. I feel like crap. I'm supposed to. I'm tired all the time. I'm supposed to be. Um, I get through the day on caffeine 
and convenience food, uh, you know, for those little hits of dopamine, <laughs> like anything, right? And then at night, phew, boop, time for one, get through the fussy nights and all that. And I felt like a steaming pile of elephant dookie. Oh my gosh. Time. Anxiety high, sleep trash, um, tired, literally exhausted mentally, physically all the time, and just wanted to crawl out of my own skin. So the first thing I started doing that I could do was start going to uh, fitness classes at my local community center at like 5 a.m., right? Because my husband was still home, hadn't gone to work. And that's where I started. And then I was like, you know what? Because <laughs> I'm me. I was like, I can teach these classes better. <laughs> so I got my, you know, training thing and started teaching classes too. And that gave me like an outlet. Like I was sort of working again. And then when Bella was about three, I started working at a gym that's, we live in a suburb of Little Rock and in Little Rock, that was called functional training. Well, it was CrossFit. It was unbranded CrossFit. I didn't know that's what I was doing. And then I started, I really liked it. It's a lot of fun. And then I started doing CrossFit. And, we, and then I became a CrossFit coach. And I did that for years and years and years. Oh, um, okay. Up until 2020. And I mean, I had a whole nother baby and all this in the meantime. Whole nother baby. And I started doing CrossFit. And I started... Um, coaching just nutrition, right? Because the main people I worked with were other CrossFit athletes. So they went to the group classes, but needed nutrition and um, the, were not getting results, like physical physique results. And I mean, same, <laughs> but I would help them build nutrition plans, but it's a performance sport, right? And I think that that is an important, important thing to point out that you cannot expect to perform well and, and not eat like a performance athlete. Okay. So that was the whole thing there. And then 2020 comes like, I know I'm fast forwarding a lot, but it, it was a lot of the same. No, you're good. Babies, fitness, broccoli, a lot of the same. Um, and then 2020 came and all the gyms had shut down. And CrossFit is a, is a very much a community group thing. Um, you're, you go to the classes, you compete with the people in the class, they're rooting for you. It's the whole, like, I don't want to use vibe because I'm 43, but it's the feel it's the, that's what it's based on is community. And that was gone. And I just learned real quick. I have a really nice garage gym, but I learned real quick that I'm not going to get a good stimulus just in there doing those wild CrossFit workouts alone. Yeah. I'm I'm mean, like, baby, you just you need to rest. Take your time. <laughs> so I just, I switch over. Oh, and I think another important, I had just at 40, when I turned 40, so three years ago, it's 2022. So real recently when 2020 hit, I had decided I was done drinking forever. And then 2020 came. And I was like, oh, oh okay. So we're just raw dogging this. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but I had started, um, and I, I, I'm not kidding. I don't remember what even brought it into my consciousness with bodybuilding. 
but I started, you know how you start following people on Instagram and you start looking stuff up. And I was like, and I stand by this, the workouts, the workouts I do, the workouts you do, the workouts, anybody that is doing bodybuilding type splits. Now I know you don't compete, but if anybody works out, they are, you're building your body. That's what you're doing. So that's bodybuilding. Um, way easier than CrossFit, dude. So much easier. So freaking much easier. And so I could do that by myself, right? I was, I had the self-motivation to get into the gym. I did not have the desire to do 150 burpees for time by myself, right? It's a different intensity level that is not preferable to my middle-aged body. Uh, But I started doing splits and I looked up stuff, did it on my own for a while got a coach um and just i've not looked back since then i mean when i tell you i love it and just being able to fuel myself in a way that is just for muscle gain but not worried about like well i know but like now i can't go sprint four miles like it's okay you don't need to (laughs) yeah um we need to pause one second okay Okay, sorry about that. I thought we were having some technical difficulties, but turns out we're not. So where were we? <laughs> um, I, we I had fast forwarded really, really fast to twenty twenty when I started <laughs> doing uh, more bodybuilding style splits and had gotten a coach of my own for the first time. Right, because this is new. This was a new like I was a trainer, CrossFit trainer, degree nutritionist, all the things, but. That was a whole new world for me. Um, and I just wanted a coach is the bottom line. I wanted someone to tell me, do this, not this. These are This is what I think would work best for your physique goals. And to be able to like, it's almost not a relief, but I had always been so interested in a, obtaining or whether I could obtain a certain physique or not. But like I said, in CrossFit, that's not, that's not the goal. That's not the where the importance is placed. The importance is placed on on pull-ups and your how Just fast you performance. Performance. Yeah. It's and stupid. I want the vanity part. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many like my world when I was a massage therapist, I can't tell you how many crossfitters I got that they're like, I was doing handstand push-ups and threw out something. I'm like, why? <laughs> oh yeah. I did all that. I mean, I could, I wonder if I can still do those. Oh, see, why not? But anyway, I ha- it hasn't come up. Like it, across, it's always like, oh, it'll make you ready for regular life. I'm like, listen, what? if I gotta, if I gotta climb a rope out of a canyon or something, I'm going to Jesus. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, I'll try, but I'm sure the adrenaline will get us to our survive. I, I've had a good run. I'm okay. <laughs> I was really, you know, doubtful, honestly, because, you know, I had had the same, this is stupid, I've had the same body my whole life. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's true, but it would sometimes be bigger, sometimes be smaller, right? Still the same, like, no butt, thick, like, SpongeBob square waist, for real, just... (laughs) In the middle, slight of glute, 
no shape, you know, just like not nothing wrong with my arms, just not no shape. Right. So just to be able to like quietly can't leave your house, be able to experiment with physique training and not have to tell like my CrossFit bros, like, um, <laughs> actually, I'm going to see if I can grow my butt cheeks out. <laughs> <You know>? <gasps> <laughs> right? Like, so douchey, you're such a douche. But no, I just really wanted to. And so guess what? Everything went great. And you can completely change the shape of your body. You don't have to work out so hard you vomit in the bushes. You don't have to um, be laying on the floor in a puddle of your own sweat to have reached a good intensity level. You can manipulate the way you eat and still eat unclean things. You don't have to eat paleo, right? There's a whole nother side to fitness that was different than I had ever ventured into. And baby, I was here for it. And for that's where I switch personally with my own fitness goals. Because there's a, a picture that I post a lot. And people are like, oh my God, when was that? And I think they want me to say like 2002. And I was like, yeah, uh, 2019. You know, and I was, and in the picture, I wasn't, I was, I was fit. I, I really was. I could do pull Is it that side one of you at the gym? Yes. With yeah. the black. The um, black shorts and the bra. Ponytail. Yeah. That's like 2019. It wasn't that long. I thought about ago. that. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's what I look like. And I was like, I could do handstand push-ups. You know what I'm saying? Like I was fit. <clears throat> it wasn't that. I was not happy with my body composition and my shape. Right. And I had no been like I guess this just what what I look like I didn't like gross myself out or I didn't have like body hatred or anything but I was like you know shopping for clothes does it cover this oh I have to have it blousy here no it, it clings to my belly I need jeans with a big waist that kind of like whole thing and clothes are more important to me than a normal person I care about clothes a lot <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of do too. (laughs) I see where you're coming from though, because like, I don't, like, I've never hated my body. I hate this. Yeah, I've been fine. Yeah, I've been fine with the body I was in, but the same thing with the clothes, like, ah, it's such a hassle to find the right thing that fits and then it's complimentary and yada, yada, yada. So it's, yeah, it's not coming from a place of insecurity per se. Mm -hmm. It's just, that could be better. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and like, it's a, it, things are always for me and I don't know why. And a lot of people are like, what's your why? I don't know, but I do know this. <laughs> is that when I want to, when something's like, if I feel some, like, I guess it's like a gut feeling is what you would describe it as, but I don't, I don't necessarily have to know why. If I feel like I really want to do something, I'll just, I'm going like, I'll go hard. <laughs> yeah no I get that like it's just this is how it feels good I like it What's, yes I feel, like yeah. I'm thriving. I feel like this is adding to the betterment of me and I'm just always trying to be better to be better to be better self-excellence I want to constantly improve in all aspects not just not just fitness but the discipline of the nutrition, of the workouts, the habits, the mindset, right? That bleeds into everything else. 
in what, what, how I work out and how I, how I eat and all the things. Um, I love it. And I love the flexibility of it too. I don't want to be the person at the restaurant going, can you um, actually cook mine in no oil? And um, can you put like somebody all we oil? know? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be, for the most part, competition aside. I just want to. I just want to be living La Vida Loca, right? I want to live, laugh, love my butt off. Yeah, have a good time doing it, right? And and wear all the clothes in my closet while while I'm doing it. That's my yeah. hashtag goals when I'm not competing, like I'm doing right now, you know? And, and that's what this affords me is that that balance of structure and flexibility because I want to go out to eat with my husband. I don't, I want to go get uh, an ice cream cone with my kids, you know? Yeah. I'm an example for them. And I don't want that example to be, sometimes it's weird, but not all the time. Were you that person with the scale at the restaurant? No. Really? <laughs> when I was talking about when I was competing, when I was like in prep, yeah. I didn't go to restaurants. I would flat out wouldn't go. I start about four to six weeks out of where I won't eat out. Oh. Oh. Casey would ask me, like, you should compete. I'm like, why would I ever do that? <laughs> oh, it's good. It's so good. It is. It pushes you like it pushes you. It pushes you in such a good way. And I think the important thing to remember is it's a time and a place. It's not like it's 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 like cutting your hair short, not getting a tattoo. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's something you try on. But it's if you don't want to. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) No. Yeah. So I'm curious with, cause you know, the hard part obviously is like the, the food and the macros and the discipline in that area. You obviously like had that down or not that, um, you had the uh, workout stuff down, right? That was easy. That's generally the easier part, especially when you yeah. get into the groove. So That's like, so. we all kind of go through that arc of letting things go. And, um, did you have that? Like what kind of hurdles were you experiencing as you learned more about the macros and the, that sort of world? If that makes sense. Um, <laughs> the hurdles for me, um, like I am not, I've never in my life forgotten to eat. I have never left food on the table. You don't have to beg me to clean my plate. I'm like handing a dinner plate to a dog. It's gone. I'm licking the plate. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll eat. I just like, I, I'm two things. I'm a laugher and I'm an eater. <laughs> Maybe that's why we get along so well. <laughs> like, you can just count on me to eat all the food and laugh like a hyena. Like I can't even help it. <laughs> but the the part for me was, cause you know, I had eaten clean in the past. I had um, done like a meal plan before. But to really like dig in and look at like, this is, this is what you like. This is what it looks like in your day. It's a food budget. And so it's very black and white, right? You can't be like, oh, no, it's fine that I'm eating this like 24 ounce ribeye and a two pound sweet potato with clarified butter in it. It's paleo, you know, (laughs) you can't do that when you're being told 
really honest about your intake and myself, along with a whole lot of other people, kind of like to look for something that's like, you can eat this like a pig out of a trough as long as you don't eat this. There's something comforting about that thing that we can eat as much as we want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why people are drawn to keto. That's why people are drawn to eating clean. Because it does not limit the amount of certain things. And they feel like, oh, I can live without carbs as long as I can just like, you know, go eat an entire block of cheese (laughs) or whatever. Um, We know, or I think most of us know, at least on some level, that that's trash. And you can absolutely, you know, and you will eventually stall out on that kind of stuff because it's all about a balance of expenditure and intake. So this, the macros part of it caused me to be real honest about the expenditure in my intake. And also, um, just because I am, you know, very health conscious in general, as far as like, I care about my micros a lot too. Yeah. And so for me, like I have, I have personal rules inside of my macros. Like I eat five times a day, four of them have to have a fruit or vegetable component, that kind of thing. So you kind of make it your own. And also like four out of five of my meals would be considered sweet. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah because you got that but, sweet tooth yeah I oh that's that's all I am that is what I am is like yeah. a sweet tooth wearing cute clothes yeah. I've actually never had a well okay before I went through this journey or whatever yeah I had that like addiction or whatever um but even but ever after that it was I just not a more of a savory salty yeah until I started this process all of a sudden I'm like where's that ice cream can I have that M&M like (laughs) well there's a lot of stuff behind that and you know especially and I've always been a sweet eater but it really revved up for me after prep right and uh, carbs always get the bad rap for everything it's like it's carbs it's carbs well it's it's not what it is is it's a it's the combination carbon high carb high fat yeah. Your body knows what's going to put weight on or fat on you the quickest. And I learned that really like firsthand when I was reversing out of a comp- my first competition. I was like, I mean, obviously I love cookies because I'm a, a, not a liar. Why would I rather, why would I die for a cookie right now? Well, it's because it's high carb and high fat and my body wants and needs, right, to yeah. recomposition to a healthier level of body fat. Um, and so that a lot of times when we are in like a deficit and we're losing weight, that's why that'll kick in for you. And like you get to a point where you you can come you can come at that from a place of observation. Instead of panic, we tend like at first you tend to panic when you're really hungry and you feel like, oh my God, I'm hungry, like freak out. And then, you know, once you've, you kind of, you overcome that. And I actually like that part of going through this prep is like, you realize like, just like our friends on Naked and Afraid, (laughs) you ain't about to die. 
You can live off of like 21 days, okay? <laughs> You're going to be okay. Not optimal, right? No. But to observe cues like that and not freak out about them is really powerful. Yeah, I think I um, I just get more excited when I'm hungry. I'm like, yes. <laughs> so it's not like I've never like freaked out because I've always been an eater, you know, growing up in a family of just men. And Me eat. too. We talked about this. Three brothers. Baby, you better just unhinge your jaw and get in what you can. <laughs> it's got to be home. I know. I know. And I'm, were you like really protective of like your plate? Like don't share food? I have literally stabbed a boy <laughs> named Drew in the hand. And he tried to slide it over on my plate. <laughs> no, sorry. That's so funny. We were I grew up like that, maybe not that um volatile, but uh <laughs> but I definitely have gotten better about it. There's been times where friends will just like before my plate gets set down in front of me and they'll grab a French fry. I'm like I know. Oh and my god, I feel it. Story of like we were at like this big birthday dinner and a friend okay. I, I love des- I love dessert and I, it's very important to me. And if yeah. I'm having dessert, I've probably planned it out, right? And so I had looked at the, the birthday cake that was gonna be served and it wasn't my favorite dessert. It cake? was like Yeah, it was like a flavor that I didn't Oh and then like on the real menu was like uh something amazing. It was like cinnamon honey bun sticky bread pudding or something. I was like, oh, Ooh. Oh, okay. Hallelujah. I was like, it's going to be weird. Like telling Matt, I was like, I'm going to be weird. I'm ordering my own dessert. Just heads up. So it comes and it gets in front of me and it's in like one of those mini cast iron skillets. Oh, it's got- that's good. Ooh, what? Ooh. Dude, sits down. Here comes this girl's fork. <gasps> now, ma'am. So it's like. <laughs> I wish I saw that. <laughs> no, I was like, the part that I had my own special dessert was going to be weird. Actually, not the weirdest part. <laughs> that is so funny. I've gotten better about it, but since like with tracking too, like I've regained that protectivity where I'm just like, um, I already have this written down, but here's like the corner. <laughs> Like, I'm always like, let me see what I don't eat. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. God, I wish I would have seen that. That's so funny. Oh, I was like, the audacity, the sheer audacity. That's a little rude, to be honest. I mean, I'm not. I don't At least ask. Yeah. And also don't ask. (laughs) Or at least wait to ask when you see that I'm literally done. Yeah, or I'm just like, my lesson, the lesson, my takeaway is I'm not going to sit next to her anymore. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, that's all we have for you today, folks. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, Anyway, I didn't mean to hijack your story. What were you saying? I think we were just talking about like the balance of flexibility and that that was really important important to me and a, and a hurdle that's what we're talking about a hurdle to get over yeah, is yeah, yeah. all counts your macros your micros 
And it all counts, especially when we are talking about improving body composition, specifically in that realm of excess body fat and getting and getting really, truly rid of that. So I went through a long phase where it was like we were not, you know, adding on more body fat, but concentrating on putting muscle where I wanted it. You can you cannot spot reduce, right? You can't pick where you lose body fat, but you can pick where you put on muscle which I think is really cool. So started hitting that really hard um, and eating for that, which just like so many of my beautiful clients are like, no, I don't, I want to lose, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I wasn't at a, at a place calorically where that would have been in my best interest. Yeah. So we had to reverse. We reversed that. And I, I was, I did that for a year, a year a whole like 12 months, like one year. Oh, 365 days. Yeah. (laughs) Of like having a good time, eating, lifting, not happy, not happy with, you know, my results in the mirror per se. Um, I can see changes, you know, how when you start lifting really consistently, you can see muscles. It kind of goes in stages. Like you start where like, while you're lifting, you're like, oh, I've got muscle. I can see it under there. Right. And then the next stages, I can sort of see some definition while I'm just standing relaxed. And then when you start losing body fat, then you start looking freaking jacked, you know, (laughs) jacked and stacked and the muscle was there. And, you know, and then we started prepping for competition and stuff, but it was such an eye opening experience for me. You know, someone that had, such a long history in health and fitness and nutrition, but, oh, you know, and and you just always continue to learn, but it was so important for me to let go of what I wanted to let go of, but didn't feel comfortable letting go of. So, um, hashtag blessed by COVID, I guess, because here we are now. Yeah. You know, I had some deep relationships at that gym I had been going to for years and years and was a coach there. You know, I, I, it would have been really, really hard for me to pull the plug on that and to let those people down in a way. Oh, yeah, I get that. Did you see uh, with what you were saying earlier, <laughs> this reminded me of the, uh, the reel that I did of my cooking. Yeah. The one where you did the orzo? think so it was the most recent one but I was like standing there with what it was the shrimp and the orza when you were doing the choppy choppy I think so yeah and I was standing there just like waiting for something to get done so I could keep recording but I could see the video on myself I was like I could see shoulder definition so I did that yeah. little like <laughs> I was like wait like I've it has been always obvious that I've had muscle but you just can't def like to see the definition ever <laughs> So I was like, wow, look at that little, little, that little mound. I'm proud. I'm proud, coach. (laughs) Yay. So I do want to ask more on the coaching side of things. Yes. So I'm asking questions that I would, I like generally want to know as like a listener. These are the kind of questions I ask just people like what's like the most craziest blah 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 like you know (laughs) we always want to know that 
I'm not going to ask that. (laughs) But what are the moments like when you are reminded why you love and are passionate about coaching? Like, what are those like, oh, this is why I do this? Oh, when, you know, it's, it's different things, but like when it's, it's literally just across the board, but something happens at least every week where I'm just like this, this is it. They, you know, someone sending me a note about how confident they felt on their honeymoon in their bathing suit, how, um, how great they felt, how they were like playing on the, on the beach with their kids, how for the first time in years, they stood up to go build a sandcastle without putting on a cover up, how they didn't think twice about getting in their family pictures without running to get a towel around them. It's those things. It is things where like, I got sent a message yesterday, how she went to her annual OB appointment and her blood work was so much better. And her doctor was so proud of her and said, well, I don't, I was going to, you know, suggest that you do hormone replacement therapy, but you're putting (sighs) in the work and you don't do that anymore. It's off of metformin from type two diabetes. Um, it's getting a lady ready to fit in her wedding dress. It is showing somebody that they have the power to change their health, their physique, and by proxy, their confidence level and what they believe about themselves transcends anywhere they've ever been in their lives. And that happens to me because of what I get to do for a living every week. Somebody was like, ask me how the hell you get up at 430. I'm like, my eyes (laughs) pop open thinking about my weird, wonderful life. Oh. might as well be a stick of firecracker, a firecracker in my butt. I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, uh, so- I don't you know, have I- the passion to get up at 4.30. I love my life, but I am comfortable at 4.30. <laughs> I have stuff to do, stuff to do, stuff to do. And like, yeah. I'll like, you know, tomorrow is Friday. And I'm like... Okay, tomorrow's Friday. Amanda's checking in on Friday. And I know that she's been like doing this. And I can't wait to see what, you know, the feedback and everything. And like, I start that like early, like those, those check-ins. I love those. And I, you know, my own workouts and my own cardio and food prep. And I eat five times a day. So yeah, I wake up and I'm like, chop, chop, boogie, boogie, baby. Oh, and I have two kids, two children. <laughs> and I Oh my gosh. So I think we already kind of talked about like some of this a little bit already, but like what, if you were to define the, um, the topics within this space that you're the most passionate about and that you will, you will drill into somebody's brain over and over. If you could, what would that be? Habits, habits, and stories you tell yourself, the habits of, I can't get up at four 30 in the morning. The habit of I can't track on weekends. The habit of I can't eat well because my kids have practice every night of the week. It's these stories you tell yourself that are not true, that are what are holding you back. You are, we all, we're limitless unless we put those limits on ourselves. Um, If you need more hours in a day, you might like that's that's a real thing when people are like I just don't have enough hours in a day 
you have to make them. Okay. You make it happen. And if you really want something and it's inside of you and you, you keep thinking about it, you got to go get that or you're just going to live a life unfulfilled. That's in you for a reason. And you've got everything in you right now to reach that goal. Even if it's stupid big, it's so stupid big, you won't tell anybody. I wouldn't tell anybody for a year, not even my best friends, that I wanted to do a bikini competition. Oh. I'm too old for this. I am way too old to start this. Like, you know what I'm saying. Like, when you look at, like, paper of what the age range and what these people look like and do and everything. And like, oh yeah, I'm way too late to enter the game. But, but I wasn't and I did. And everything, when you, when you live like that, like where you're real true to what you want, it's the way you do one, one thing is the way you do everything. So when you start really practicing excellence and, and what can you control? What's the one thing you control? Yourself. So when you start controlling the way you move your body, when you control what you put into your mouth, when you shape and mold your own physique, it bleeds into your other relationships, into your career, into the way you talk to your children, into your patience level, into everything you can think of that's important to you. You can show up as a whole different woman. And that all starts from your core in taking care of you first. And when you start doing that, uh, you just, you're the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> you're just busting through drywall. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like I'm at church right now. <laughs> Can I get it out of for the people in the back? <laughs> Hallelujah. makes my heart so warm and fuzzy um no I also wanted to ask um how did you come to be a coach here like I don't know your story with with uh being a coach with the Fem project well I was already a trainer right and doing my own thing with just just nutrition coaching no training involved and I had started doing you know the more bodybuilding style workouts and everything and I saw um, Casey like post about hiring coaches or something. And again, it was just something I knew I was supposed to do. Like it Weren't was you in- already a client of hers. No. Oh, I thought you already were. And then. No, I was with, I was on, I was with another coach that was great. I mean, no complaints at all. He was awesome. I liked that guy, but yeah, it was just like weird to stay with that coach and like work for Casey and, who would want to work with Casey anyway, right? I know. <laughs> but yeah, I saw that and I was like, you know, it's not fun to be by yourself all the time. It's really not. And when it's like in coaching just women, right? In like the capacity and the mission with the Fit Fam, I was like, you don't know this, but you want me. You want me back. <laughs> I bet you sold yourself really well. I guess so. Here I am. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you <laughs> you started soon after I came on. So it was like a couple weeks and then there you were. Oh, no. And then meeting everybody. I was like, yes to you. Yes to you. Yes to you. Yes. To you. yes. <laughs> oh, did you? I lost you. There you are. 
I'm back. There you are. Okay. <sighs> anyway, so I have a fun little like game. Fun. <laughs> no, it's just for you. Just like a quick <laughs> spitfire. What are your top five least favorite exercises? Bulgarian split squats. That's all you you would do for me. That's all I see in my program. No, 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 no. Least favorite has no relevance to whether fair. or not I perform. It's not fair. It does not. No, it, I perform. I, there is no, there is no exercise I refuse to do. None. Zero. Oh. Okay. So Bulgarian split squats, do you hate? Yeah, they, they hurt. They hurt so bad. Hurt my soul. Um, I do not like dumbbell deadlifts because my butt is now so strong that grip is an issue more than the lift. And that aggravates me. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, yeah, I don't want my grip to be my limiting factor. So I, I prefer barbell deadlifts because, you know, you can do the, the mixed grip and just lift heavier. Um, I do not like Smith machine, narrow squats. Hmm. Um, they just feel weird. They Not feel natural. Weird yeah, they're just like, do I have to? Okay. Um, I don't like doing body weight exercises of any sort. You know what? Me too. Wait, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I, like I hate yoga. I was just gonna say that. I hate yoga too because I hate being all bendy and twisty and like, like practically cutting off my air supply trying to look at the next exercise and be like, uh, and I'm like big person, so it's like not as easy to bend. <laughs> You're not big. You're like what? I'm big. I'm like well, a you're, mosquito. You're tall. I'm oh, short yeah. and curvy. Well, so it's like. Anyway. Yoga sucks for all body types. No, <laughs> just kidding. No, but I do it. That's another thing. I, you know, and especially right now because I'm doing that um, 75 hard where I have to work out. Oh, yeah. A, for 45 minutes. So one, it has to be outdoors. Easy peasy walk, right? That's not different than normal. I walk my dogs. All, it's fine. It's just kind of longer, but I don't, and it, it's not like I'm out there running. I'm just like, and then, but I only live four to five days a week. So the other 45 minutes, it's yoga. Why are you doing 75 hard? I just feel, you know, it's another one of those things. It just was the right thing for me to do. Why? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I would like to know. Oh, well, that sounds horrible. You know what? I told you I don't always know why I'm doing stuff. This oh, I know why you're doing it. You just got back from that conference and you're all inspired. Oh. We were going to do that. Before. No, he didn't talk. He didn't say one word about that. Well, yeah, maybe not, but that's probably why. No, I've, I've just, it's one of those things where the only thing preventing me from doing it was I didn't want to get in the way of my personal, you know, lifting my, my own program with Team Casey and the Fit Fin. Like, yeah. that's my priority. So now I'm off season. Um. And... I can be a little bit more flexible, like, you know, when it's cardio, like she needs to know how much cardio you're doing, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
all that. So anyway, but I did, I've been, I got up at four 30 this morning. And the first thing I did was pajamas yoga. And you know what I learned? I have a tin man. I'm the tin man. Like, <laughs> well, it's like my hamstrings are two inches long. My back has a steel rod. Like there was a modified person and a non, and the person that was good at it. I couldn't do the modified person. So in summary, 75 hard miles saved my life because I was about to break in half. Oh my gosh. So, cause you're not very flexible. No, but I bet you it gets better over this 75 days of doing it two to three times a week. Okay. I'll give you that. I hope that goes well for you. There's always something like that. It may be the reason is, is because I was supposed to do this is because I really need that in my life. I'm no spring chicken, ma'am. I need to be doing better body care. <laughs> That's true. We can get so locked into married to this one way that we forget about the other helpful things like yoga, whatever. Oh. Um, so I get it. And that's helpful. I'll, I'll do some stretching this week. I'll do it. It's bad, 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 bad. <laughs> My kitty threw out her back. So maybe, you know, <laughs> did I? Who did? That? She threw out her back. And uh, she's all walking all limpy. It just like, broke my yes. heart. Yeah. I don't know oh, what God. happened. My baby. So I took her to the vet and they're, they realized it wasn't like the paw or like the leg, but it was like her back. And I'm like, she's just a, she's an old broad these days. Because cats can like pull a disc or throw out their back like we can. And I'm like, that. yeah. And I'm like, my baby, she's uh, not as sprightly as she used to be. <laughs> doll stuff, Jasmine. I know, she's sleeping right there. But anyway, take a word from her and not throw out my back. Yes, no jumping off tall stuff for you either, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, that was pretty much everything. So, uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed hearing us in your ears. We are recording video. I don't know if we're having technical difficulties or not. A couple of weird things happened. But our goal is to have these videos maybe on YouTube. I don't know. But it will definitely be in the Facebook group. OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, OnlyFans. <laughs> You know, I've seriously thought about that. Why? Why? <laughs> I think, no, I don't know. Well, it doesn't have to be all, yeah, just be, there's, what do they call it? There's a Let site that I've looked up where you can just do pictures of your feet. I'm like, that seems pretty great. <laughs> well, except that one of the main goals of my life is not to ever bring any pleasure to a weird man. Oh. Paid or well. not. <laughs> I might, I might have to lower my standards. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think this uh, video recordings will be in um, our Facebook. So if you want to see our beautiful, lovely faces, it's like nearly pitch black here. So my lighting is weird. But yeah. go to our Facebook group if you want to see us. Okay. And I, I love that. Yeah, I think that's what we'll do. So hopefully this all. Um, works out well but uh, yeah they can find what's your Instagram dang what's it Instagram? Lindsay Black Fitness. Lindsay Black yeah Lindsay Black Fitness right <laughs> I was like fit project no man Lindsay Black Fitness. 
Um, yeah, well, anyway, thanks again. And join us next week. We will be talking to Nicole. So that'll be fun. Yay, Nicole. Woo. Well, all right. Well, thank you. I'll talk to you later. We love you long time. Go squat tomorrow. Woohoo. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the FFP Alignment Podcast. Please support us by downloading, rating, and recommending us to your friends and family. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Fit Femme Project. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project. And for those of you looking to find their essential balance of lifestyle and fitness, book a free consult by going to thefitfemproject.com. That's F-I-T-F-E-M-M-E Project.com. And click apply now. Until next time, this is the Fit Fem Project Alignment Podcast.